What's up, everyone? This is the Keep It Posse podcast. My name is Jasmine, and welcome to episode three. I hope everyone is doing well. I want to thank Jake from Get Married Again for being my guest for last week's episode. I hope you were able to give his band a listen. The band was set to be part of this year's Fest lineup in Gainesville, Florida. Now, earlier this week, the Fest team did announce that the festival is being postponed till next fall. It's an awesome lineup thus far with bands such as Gorilla Biscuits, Frank Turner, Cursive, The Menzingers, and more. More bands will be added to the lineup as time goes by. Get Married will be part of next year's Fest. And for more info, you can hit up thefestfl.com. So my guest this week is Matt Cohen. Matt is the bass player of LA alternative post-hardcore band, New Language. The band recently put out a music video for Paranoid, a song off their latest EP. I met Matt back in 2013 through a mutual friend. And during this chat, we talked about his upbringing, the bands he's been in, and how New Language ended up opening up for the used on tour, as well as playing Aftershock Festival and the last Vance Warp Tour. We discuss all of that and more. So here's my conversation with Matt on the Keep It Posse podcast. Yo. Hey, dude. Can you see me? No. No. There I am. Hey, there we go. What's up, dude? Sean, how you doing? Good. All right, Aww. this thing's recording. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see you. Likewise, I I was trying to think of the last time I saw you guys, and I think it was last year when you guys did um locals only fest. Oh my god, that was like last March, really? Yeah, that was yeah over a year ago, dude. Oh no. It's yeah, crazy. man. Um, and I know you guys played after that, and I couldn't go. But I don't know, because you guys have played, but I don't think it was local after that. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself back. We definitely played last year in general. Um, I think our last show was, we played Aftershock in October, and then I think like the next month we played with Issues and stuff. At the oh, Monday. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you guys were going on at like like six o'clock or something yeah i remember you had hit me up about that i'm like damn dude i don't know there's a lot going on at work <laughs> yeah we played at six o'clock in downtown la on a tuesday or wednesday <laughs> it's like yeah, dude, dude. You, can't, you can't get anywhere at six o'clock on a weekday in la but it ended up being i don't know we maybe the, the fans weren't necessarily nine to fivers because there were people there so i'll take it oh dude yeah they definitely have like a younger fan base yeah yeah, um, how how are you? Dude, I'm good. Just trying to handle the situation as best as I can, I guess, just like everyone else. I know. Same. Are you are you quarantining at, at home at your own place or do you with family? Yeah, my parents. Nice. Yeah, but it's been um you know, what are you gonna do? I, I feel like it's all of us are sharing like the same feelings. That's been like about, a about it, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely been a I don't know, a peace of mind to a degree of just like, you know what, like this stress is shared. Everyone's figuring out how to navigate this odd situation, you know? Yeah, so. for sure, man. Yeah, like one of the reasons why I started the podcast was like, I've been wanting to do this for a while now. Yeah. And I think this is the time to do it. Um, technology has come through with the help. So yeah, dude, um, 
So yesterday was kind of a big day for you guys because you guys put out a new music video. Yeah. For Paranoid. Yeah. It was an awesome song, and the video is really awesome too. Thanks. We gave it out to our, our buddy Nick. He goes by the Instagram squid emoji. We went to college with them. Sebastian is friends with them, and we had the idea as far as just like, you know, the social – it was hard to kind of – it's hard right now in general for anyone to put together like a, a music video with the crew and the band. So mm -hmm. we had the, uh, the idea with the TVs and Sebastian was just like, I got a guy. And so, <laughs> and uh, Nick just killed it. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. It came out awesome. Like I watched it and I'm like, this is awesome. Sick. Thank you. Yeah. No. And the song is awesome. The, the whole EP, like I was hooked on can't explain for a while. Oh, um, nice. And I think the music video, like, just laid it out, you know, just the way the whole thing has been, you know? Oh, I um, Did you guys write that EP leading up to quarantine, or how did the songwriting for that come about? So, yeah, I mean, we've been working on tunes. So the collection of work that we've, I'll just call it that for now, like, we've been putting out new singles uh, since 2019, too. We put out House of Cards and Play Dead. And then there's been the three songs this year in 2020, but we definitely were working on all these tunes uh, end of 2018, all of 2019. So we actually like, yeah, so they were just written. It's almost like we kind of front loaded the year's work, you know, by like yeah. writing and writing and recording. And honestly, the intention is uh, to eventually to kind of combine these all into an album and a vinyl, you know, so like, cause these were all still recorded. Tyler produced them, our singer um, produced the tracks. And so they are intended to go together. I just think, um, you know, strategically we, you know, a lot of people are doing the single thing and, and we were too. Um, but we, I don't know, like even the feeling of like people talking about it, like putting out the EP definitely pulled more weight than just a single every time, you know? So, um, so yeah, we, we wrote these songs over 20, 2018, 2019, and then they're just and then they started kind of seeing the light of day, end of twenty nineteen and into twenty twenty. So um, we're kind of doing we we didn't know about this first, but kind of how Haley Williams just did like a part one, part two. Uh, that's that's mm -hmm. somewhat our intention too. So we have another batch of four songs or so that are going to be coming by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, she did do that. Yeah. Yeah. When she put out that album, I wasn't really following up with it until I saw the track list. I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah. It's like in 2020 with Spotify, there's, there's no like quote, like right way to do it. You yeah. know, like there's just, uh, you can strategically do it. It's just, it's, e it's easier to get someone to say, hey, do you have, do you have 15 minutes to listen? You know, like <laughs> you, you kind of get those, those middle of the album songs more of an opportunity to be heard, like giving them their own moment in small batches. And then, eventually you know it does feel fresh you know and by the end of the year you know they'll be combined onto a, a single album with new track listing and it kind of does give them an, another uh, life of their own you know at that point too so yeah dude i mean you guys know i love you guys and the music but the way that this last ep the way you guys you know put that out and just with the music videos too i'm uh, like damn this is awesome like Thank yeah, you. dude, I think it's a good job. So, dude, I want to go back because I feel like, you know, man, I don't even know. How long have we known each other? Since, like, 
2013 maybe it's got to be it's got to be early, early yeah dude it's been a while now but if you want to take me back if you don't mind take me back to the way you got into music okay like what was your introduction to music to music so i gotta kind of just like attribute it to my mom really and so i have a i have a single mother um and she was widowed when I was two and my sister was four. And now that we're adults and like putting myself in my mom's shoes, she was only a little older than me when this happened to her. So she just kind of like had two babies and just growing up had us doing everything. And she had me in sports. She had me and this and doing that, you know, just trying to just <laughs> help yeah. my son, help my son, you know? And so essentially my mom had my sister and I doing like, plays and musicals when I was like a little 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 kid so I think that was my first introduction to music to answer that question was like she just did a great job of you know finding or helping us find what we liked whether it be sports music instruments you know hobbies and so um I grew up really young you know doing plays with my sister to be honest Mm -hmm. and um and it wasn't until like I started like maybe 11 12 13 I do remember like very significantly gravitating towards the orchestra pit. So like the musicians that for the musicals and I started talking and I started talking with the drummer a lot. I remember what he looks like. (laughs) uh, Again, I was like 10 or 11. I was young and uh, took started taking drum lessons at that age. And, and at that point I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to, you know, I, I still have an appreciation for you know, theater and all that stuff. But uh, at that point, I was like, I think I like the music and the rock and roll element to it. And so I started taking drum lessons um, really young. And then fast forward a couple of years, um, I guess I'm kind of just giving my little life story to a degree. But Dude, it's all good. Yeah, I moved to Hawaii um, when I was in like the sixth grade. Kind of put a pause on my drum lessons. Um but when I moved back in, in middle school, I moved to Irvine, California, home of Thrice, home of like yes. the good, you know, young, the giant went to middle school with literally. And like, you know, we would kind of just, anyway, Irvine, actually, when I was in Hawaii, when we were going to move back to the States, we were going to move back to like Dana Point where I was from. But I told my mom, like, I don't know. That long story, I didn't tell my mom, but I said, well, if we moved to Irvine, I'm starting a band because I knew like this one local band coming from Irvine. Mm-hmm. And so that was what like kind of like made me be like, okay, I'm okay with not going back to where we were from, but moving to Irvine because I know of a couple bands coming from there. So I joined as the new kid in school. I joined the middle school band as a drummer. And, um, but there was like four bass players like electric bass, like it wasn't necessarily like marching band, but like in middle school, you know, just encouraging kids to make music. So yeah, I, uh, I just remember like gravitating towards the bass players. I just really, like I, I was seeing them do their things. So in the seventh grade, I, uh, I got my first bass guitar. I still have it. Mm-hmm. And um, started my first band called The Incorrect. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then, yeah. What, just, did, what did you guys sound like? Oh shoot! I don't even know. It was like <laughs> we were really into like this is. I mean, to date myself, this is the year two thousand one or two thousand two, and we were really. I was into bands like Rufio and the Slick Shoes and MXPX, and then like honestly, at the time, Bryce was like too hard for me. Uh-huh. And, and, I, <laughs> and I, I like 
I remember like talking to my metal friends and being like, nah, they're screaming and stuff. And then like, I don't know, slowly but surely thrice became the reason why, like I kind of went down mm-hmm. this path of, of musical style. And then, um, and then fast forward, I was the singer in a metal band screaming myself. So. I, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if you knew, but yeah. So like the, uh, the pop punk definitely was a gateway mm-hmm. transition into uh, the metal hardcore bands that I ended up being in. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. I didn't know that you had, you were lead vocalist at one point. What band yeah. was that? That band was called Adora. Um, we were like an Orange County hardcore band. Um, so like, I guess just to ongoing with the story. So pretty much like we were, this is Orange County. Orange County hardcore was booming in like the early mid 2000s with like Throwdown, Bleeding Through, Stick to Your Guns. We played their first show ever. I remember, you know, we went on tour with Stick to Your Guns back in the, when everyone was kind of getting it going. But um, essentially like we were, our parents were probably thrilled. But again, I was a new kid. I was getting to know everyone. And it was like all the nice, cool kids were going to church. So, like, I started like, going to church, you know, and it was great in, like, such a positive, like, environment. And so I joined, um, I became the bass player for, like, the youth group. Um, mm-hmm. And after church would end, um, in this middle school, after church would end, we would, we would start playing, like, AFI and Thrice covers and Taking Back Sunday covers. And so at that point, we were kind of, like, every middle schooler's first local band because we just started like playing like these punk songs yeah. right right after church would end like and so that's what kind of went into my high school hardcore christian metal band we were a christian metal band you know like very in with like the face down records crew um driving out to, sh- to showcase theater and chino and playing with like a lot of those bands sinai beach and um and we 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 didn't break up till like 2007 and then everyone kind of actually our our guitarist went on to be in stick to your guns for a little bit i went to college and then you know kept going dude wow i've known you this long and i didn't like know any of that that's crazy that's awesome though yeah so that kind of got that it was college when i met tyler of new language um kind of another new kid at school type of situation where i didn't know anyone friends put us in a, a room together really there's like hey this is matt matt's a musician tyler's a musician like me you know and, uh, yeah and actually funny enough i feel like it's so funny i've dropped thrice's name like five times already but like i was just awkward and i was like oh you you look like the singer of thrice and he was like i love thrice and i was like i love thrice and he's like what do you play and i was like uh i was like i play bass guitar and he's like oh really i just kicked the bass player out of my band so we kind of were just like and there you go you guys just clicked yeah that's awesome dude and you guys went to usc right yep so that's where we all met sebastian too from new language so you guys met and then you guys just started playing together so yeah i i had only taken like a year and a half off in my whole life of playing in bands really from like freshman year freshman year really i, I rejoined so yeah, Keevan was the band before New Language that Tyler and I were in. That's when I met you. Yeah. Um, and they were already a band. And so that was the bass player that had just gotten like removed or kicked out for whatever reason. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, I, I kind of just like tagged in, joined Keevan, and we did Keevan for like six years or so. And, um, and yeah, that was kind of like, 
Yeah, Keevan was very heavily inspired. That was like a very, I loved Keevan. We were all over the place. And I think it was because Tyler and I did come from like a um, heavier music background. Danny, our guitarist, is like a incredible classic rock, indie rock type of guy. Um, and then our, we've just always had really great drummers pushing us. Um, we ended up, Jake Reed was our primary drummer and he's a doctor in drumming and jazz studies. So he's a doctor drummer. And so like when Jake joined the band, he completely changed the way we thought about music because he plays music so differently in the great. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know, Keevan was just like a, a rock band. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. I think new language is more of like, I, I joke, but it's serious. New language is kind of like my adult, um, transition from like my my punk hardcore band it's my happy medium you know like post hardcore or like alternative you know so yeah dude and here you guys are i feel like keevan i mean not keevan new language formed in 2017 that's on right 2015 so we we started writing what what became new language in the summer of 2015 and we launched april of 2016 so it took about a year of writing all the material, coming up with the band name, and like really getting this new baby together. It took about a year to get off the ground. So, so yeah, we launched in 2016. And you guys have just been all over. You guys have gone on tour, opened up for the used. Yeah, that was Pop a, Roach. P Roach, dude. If, yeah. You guys have done Aftershock. Yeah. Um, you guys have gotten radio play. I mean, you guys have done a lot of stuff in that amount of time while it takes some bands longer, I guess, to do everything you guys have done. But yeah, dude, I don't know. I feel like you guys have been all over. Um, have you guys, so you guys toured with the U's, but was that, um, a full U S tour? Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, bucket list dream, you know, like it was two months full U S. Um, it was our fourth show as a band, essentially, like, as new language. Like, you know, like, we'd all been playing our whole lives, but um, we got the opportunity real early. I think our first few shows were, like, it was a crazy launch of the band, to be honest. Our first show, uh, so new language formed kind of because of that previous band, Keevan. Um, we just kind of hit a roadblock, identity crisis. We were like, oh, we're just, like, burnt out on this band so we so we the origin story of new language was um we reached out to a longtime friend of ours tony hajar plays drums and at the drive-in and gone is gone and we kind of just said hey dude like we're we're stuck you know can would you be down to work with us produce some songs and he agreed and said yeah let's uh i'm down to drum on them too and we were like oh (laughs) okay like we technically have a drummer but like the three of us kind of looked at each other and said like let's Tony's the man. We gotta take this opportunity. We look, you know, and so it was like we had two months that summer before at the drive-in had their re- reunion, or they, mm-hmm. they came, they got back together, mm-hmm. and so that's what we wrote our entire album, the Come Alive album that's out now, is literally the first ten songs we ever wrote as new language that summer. We just like wrote them, recorded them, wrote them, recorded them. That was totally like the the vibe was like don't overthink it that's why Keevan crumbled you know <laughs> like let's just, yeah, just just do it crank it and just go with the initial gut you know and so so that really helps 
us, <laughs> to, you know, like us as musicians, us, you know, and then the, the, the relaunch. So our first show was with Tony's other band, Gone is Gone, which is like him, guys from Queens of the Stone Age and Mastodon. I think our second show was with Hawthorne Heights. And then our third show, we played like a bar show with, uh, in Santa Barbara, like, which is really fun. And then our fourth show went on tour with the youth. So we were like, oh shit, you know, it was like a, it was a zero to a dream come true um, type of experience. And I, rem- I remember the youth the first night of tour. They kind of knew we were new. Uh-huh. And I remember they came into our dressing room and were like, after the set well before the set they were actually incredible they came in and introduced themselves and were like hey you know if you ever need anything hit us up more beer hit us up you know I, and uh, and then uh and then after the set i do they came in they're like what'd you think you know, <laughs> like, they, you know they, you could tell they were excited for us because they knew how excited we were so it was really cool how did you guys get that tour with, with the with the use the use um total I mean, definitely some like relationships going on between we, our, our manager at the time, um, knew their manager. So there's definitely some of that going on. Um, and then we saw the email. They, I know we were on like a short list and, and they listened to it and picked us out of the short list. So like, it was, like I said, it was just like really a dream scenario of we all kind of, put a pause on our jobs and looked at each other and said, let's, let's do this. And, uh, it was incredible. And, um, you guys all work in music, right? I've, I've always kind of worked in music. I, my, on my side, my job is, uh, I work in digital marketing. So, uh, I work with tons of my favorite bands, even just helping them out with their marketing strategies and advertising and yada, yada. So we all Tyler and I come from that background. Uh, He's working today. I'm today. I'm still very involved in working kind of behind the scenes in the music industry as well. And then um, whether that's cool or not. <laughs> and then Tyler is still like very heavily producing um, on the side and also has experience in the marketing stuff. And then Sebastian's a guitar teacher. Just kills it. You know, he's been doing well in, in, in the COVID era and um, oh, that's good. doing FaceTime lessons. And then, um, and then Dylan, drummers, just a badass drummer. So yeah, we all are pretty music. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good to hear. Um, so after the tour with the U's, what was next? So that was kind of like the big question for everybody, right? So new language, like we had our we had our album done, mm-hmm. and because we had it was that album that we had written the summer prior. Um, but we were like, but we just don't have an audience to drop an album, you know, like, you know, let's drop an album. There's actually people there to listen to it. So on tour with these, we, we put out a couple singles. We had a seven inch that we were selling um, at, at the concerts. And um, we came back and I remember we planned the release for the full length because we had built that foundation. And I think we had a, a residency at the satellite in LA like honestly part of the strategy launching the band you know when you get to launch a band or any business you have like one shot to launch really and so we wanted to, we had everything pretty pretty calculated to the sense where we even said like you know LA is such a tough market and although we're from here like 
it's just a hard market to break. You got a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people just standing there watching you, you know, with their arms crossed. And like, so we were like, let's play everywhere but LA, you know, <laughs> you know, and so until, until LA is asking us when you're, when are you going to play? When are you going to play? You know, so I don't think we could have planned for the used tour, but we essentially had played everywhere but LA after, you know, as, after being a band for a year. So at that point we were like, let's, Let's do it. So we booked a residency at the Satellite, which was super fun. I think that was September 17. And um, album, oh, we, put, we went on like a West Coast headlining run, you know, with the album. And yeah, it's kind of just been like the, I mean, I can say it was definitely like a, like as far as the launch was like crazy. And now, yeah. we're, just, and now we're just like continuing to kind of the, the the bands burn i guess you, could, you know in a good way though like we're you know we're just uh kind of keeping things moving forward i, I would say we just kind of have tried to maintain consistency and you know just continue creating create period yeah dude um and we should also talk about you guys playing the last warp tour because oh, yeah. that I think like that whole thing, how it all came about with you guys and all the other bands on the K Rock Vocals only stage was awesome. I mm-hmm. mean, I never would have thought that was going to happen either. I think you're a big <laughs> the, part of the, that. The station, like having its own stage on, on, on one of the dates, like that's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have you uh, largely to thank um, for our whole experience with K Rock support. Like, you, I, you were there and and I know you, and you you introduced us to our now manager, Chris, you know? Hey, Chris. Yeah, but that was that was total bucket list. I remember my first Warp Tours back in those middle school days. I was talking about seeing MXPX, you know, like, and seeing Thrice and seeing the Slick Shoes, seeing Yellow Card on a side stage because they had missed their set. So they, like, played on, like, literally a, a, a stage a foot off the ground. And, like, mm-hmm. and so just to, like, kind of come full circle and to to know that we're playing potentially, you know, it's same same ground, same Pomona fairgrounds that I grew up going to too. So it was definitely like a, a full circle moment. And I think we're I know we were super grateful just to have been in considered in that whole experience. So Yeah, dude, that 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 the timing of that too just it it was meant to happen, I feel. Yeah. It you was, know what I mean? the stage was epic it was huge <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it was, yeah, it was yeah, pretty we, it was pretty big yeah we showed up like not knowing if it was going to be a side stage you know what it was you know again I, like the foot off the ground stage and those, those stages are incredible too but when we showed up we were like oh damn let's k-rock you know and then it was like you guys had it right in the middle of the festival so it's like you had to you couldn't really miss it you know right. if you were walking from one stage to the other so it was epic right in front of the beer garden like so people were watching from there yeah it was, that was cool yeah dude that was fun and i don't know man i'm glad i'm glad you guys are not working with chris because you know he's a really smart dude and he cares chris is the man Couldn't, yeah yeah super super grateful that that he's here even when we're difficult and decision making and all the things you know so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so you guys, when was the last show you guys played? Um, do you remember? Yeah, I think the last show, I think it was that Issues show. Um, it was Issues, Polyphia, and um, 
Sleep Token. So it was a pretty cool show. Yeah. Uh, and it, that was the one in LA at the Mayan Theater. And, and then, uh, yeah, sorry. We had a couple tour plans um, that didn't happen this year. And that was like going to really, so we had, we had, we had we had good plans this year, <laughs> and, we, yeah. Yeah, and, and we still, we're, we're executing a lot of them, you know, um, obviously touring came off the table, and then we were um, looking at a radio plan, and that's kind of on hold for now, but um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait, I mean, the live component to being in a band is like a huge part of my fulfillment, and so I'm missing it for sure. Yeah, it's it's been hard, and you know we all miss it. Whatever it yeah. is we do, um, you know what the when we get back at it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. The reunions um, will be epic. Yeah, dude. Um, so you guys have been writing and working on music since then. Yeah, tons of like, I mean, pretty much always really. But I know in quarantine, like myself, I got like ten songs musically written. So the way we write is pretty dynamic. Like it's, there's no set rules. I think like with technology and, and with just life schedules and, you know, everything like we, we had kind of picked up the less of a band in the room. You know, we, we still do the band in the room type of jamming. Um, but I think rough drafts, I would say the majority of the time they start of just like, I'll write a song send it to the group and say, what do you guys think? And then we'll get together and do it vice versa with Tyler and Sebastian. So I know like everyone's just been, you know, between it's actually been like, it's been great. We've been releasing tons of new music. And so like with every time we release new music comes a video and like the whole campaign, um, which means I have to press pause on like the creating too. So like I've been trying to just manage both, but I think I have like 10 songs written since, quarantine started um and so i think the next steps on those is just to get them buttoned up with everyone and and just start planning again for the next next steps you know it's always funny because like we're not even done with this cycle at all and and we're you know i think a lot of people this happens you know you're, you're just excited about the new stuff you're working on you know so yeah yeah of yeah course for sure yeah i get that um, is there anything that you would like to plug? I think like just no. I mean, arguably, I think we, we've been holding on to a couple songs intentionally. Uh, and so there's still some good stuff to come by the end of the year. And I, I can confidently say it will come out by the end of the year because <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris and I talked the other day and we were like, hey, let's get this shit's got to come out you know like we, yeah. there's no point to keep pulling it on so i think just like without touring um in the foreseeable future we're just going to do our best to, to maintain keep in touch with everyone through our music so we have definitely tons of new tunes coming four or five by the end of the year um and then after that i already got 10 songs i'm sure tyler's got some i'm sure sebastian's got some so here we go yeah, dude. Um, for anyone who may not be familiar with your band, what are some bands that you would compare the sound to? I think, like, yeah. I mean, just to, I guess, totally where my influence is, is on our sleeves, you know? Like, very bands that I'm heavily inspired by currently right now. 
Um, whether this is a reflection of, I don't know, I'll just, I'll stop beating on the bush. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thrice, Queens of the Stone Age, like Tony involved at the driving was a massive, just like influence, just having him in the room, you know, um, Foo Fighters, just the scale of what they do, any rock band, you know, that's inspiring. Royal Blood, you know, modern oh, band, yeah. AWOL Nation, Foles, you know, I'm kind of just going Chili Peppers, you know, we're just kind of like riding that hard rock alternative type of type of line we're back and forth you know because i love the heavy stuff and then i also love the alternative melodic stuff so it's um i think we 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 strive to kind of blend those and make it our own i know if you talk to any of the other members so we'd all give you our own list um but i'll tell you know i think just i think that covers spaces pretty well <laughs> yeah for sure for sure you'll hear thrice in their sound trust me like yes um yeah, um, dude. That's not intentional, but I think that's ingrained. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, because you guys are all influenced by them, though, right? Uh, big time. Like, yeah. I, when I was, my first job was at Active Ride Shop, and, you know, Tepe worked there, too. And I was, like, the middle schooler when they were all, like, the high, same town. So when we were in middle school, they were the local high school band. So they were kind of like the band in Irvine that we were all, like, Bryce, like, well, you know. Yeah, dude, big deal stuff, huh? Yeah, like going to their church shows and stuff. So, Bryce is just ingrained in Irvine, California, post rock, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Bryce. Um, I, yeah. I could talk about them forever, too. Well, but, that's, you right. know. That, that's what brought us together, too, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, listen, dude, for sure. Yeah. The, well, because at the time when we met, they were on Vagrant, and I exactly. was doing some stuff for them. So, yeah. Damn. Exactly. Yep. Milu gave me, like, a, a CD or something. and Anyway, yeah. that's. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fun times. I loved it there. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know if there's anything else you want to plug in or talk about. I think just uh, everyone, you know, mission everyone my best i miss i miss the human interaction big time it's so good to see you and um i don't know i guess if i had to say anything like i get don't let life pause right now you know like i get frustrated when i hear people talking about you know of course it's like hard to stay motivated but i don't know keep creating keep doing stuff because know, we're going to come out on the other side of this so i miss everyone most importantly yeah dude I like that posy words yeah so that was my conversation with Matt and it's crazy to think that the last time I saw new language was over a year ago at K-Rock's Locals Only Fest I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and please, if you're a fan of alternative rock or post-hardcore, I strongly urge you to give me language a listen. Awesome band, awesome dudes. Thank you again to Matt for taking time out of his day to talk with me. If you want to follow Keep It Posy on social media, it's Keep It Posy on Facebook. The Twitter handle is at Keep It Posy Photo and the Instagram handle is at Keep It Posy. You can also shoot me an email at keepitposy at outlook.com. Or to make it easier on you, you can also go to keepitposy.com. All the contact info is listed on there. Thank you guys so much again for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. 
Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up. <laughs>